take over this podcast mm, no i'm sick i feel like i'm i'm, I'm strictly gentrifying the entire throw the flag <laughs> network supplementary role that is what i'm here to you do. know it seems like God, this this I network so much louder look at my look at my line this network to used lines. to be a little bit safer <laughs> or is now safer it's now safer it's a little um, bit it's, it, it's a little bit whiter little outside much wider um you can get a artisanal mayonnaise pizza hut delivers here you, now there's a record store here now um, but, you know, some people say that a lot of the soul is gone out of it. It's not edgy. Um, nobody's really nobody's really expecting anything unexpected to happen. They no. just kind of know what's going on. Um, Your emerging punk rock bands are not playing. Oh, they are. Anymore. We are out. They are or maybe out. they're back? I don't know. No, no, they're gone. Um, in this TTF neighborhood, our CBGBs is now a Aeropostale, Me Too. Now it's all covered with daisies. Route 21. You got it? You got it? <laughs> That's disgusting. Something or another. I don't know. I don't know how this part works. We're like episode 12. Sure. I think. Talking politics, the big Uh-oh. P. Not supposed to do that, Sean. Not supposed to talk about politics or religion, which is what we always wind up doing on this podcast. We have a religion, actually. Oh, we do religion. Anytime we talk politics, it turns into religion talk because somehow, some way. Oh, yeah, we did uh, a little bit. What's her head gets brought up and we fight about that. Yeah. Um,. About to get back into it, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think the main crux of this episode, the discussion, More crux, we're going to talk about Harry Potter because that I'm down with. I take snake. extreme Dolores Umbridge of that. <laughs> so, I think the the main focus of this is I live and breathe politics. Loves unfortunately, it. loves it. He's crazy about it. He's I, cuckoo for polypuffs. I I love it, <laughs> and I have to. Yeah, it's your job. To not starve. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's your job. I love wrestling. But I think that when major shifts happen in politics, both expected and unexpected, whether it's the uh, election of Donald Trump, whether it's the uh, a wave election when the majority party has control yeah. of the House, the Senate, and the, the White House... Everybody kind of looks inward as what did we do wrong? And I think that the answer to that every single time is Washington elite, which I was one of them, not elite, but lived in Washington and worked in politics. Wore a seersucker suit out to... Never. No, not once. <laughs> always not had once. on a seersucker suit. Hated those people. Whenever he went out. Always had on your pass around your neck. Exactly. That was you. That well, was our little shiny major. Totally, totally. Bow tied up. No, 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 no. You don't have your badge on ever. Going down to Cap Lounge. That was our shiny. That place used to be good. Uh, I, I I think the uh, the main thing that Washington, the decision makers, the consultants in Washington uh, miss every single time all is that ladies in Washington people don't pay attention to politics. Mm-mm. People like people in Washington and the consultants who make their money on it might live and breathe, watch 12 hours of cable news every single day. But the people who are actually going to the polls, 
don't. No, but they're usually concerned about one or two core things. And just because those consultants are telling politicians and campaign ad, uh, advertisement creators to say, I'm worried about jobs. I'm worried about homeland security. I'm worried about low taxes. I'm worried about cutting spending. People aren't seeing that. No, and I think I think that you hit it right there is that it seems to – they think that the people who don't care, quote unquote, sure. only care about a few core things, which I just said and I believe. And they do. But they do. They do, but I don't think those things are the same every time. No, they're not. Um, I think they switch around, and so the politician's message of it's always jobs, it's always security, yeah. it's always this thing, that, the other thing. Yes. And they're also always getting that feedback from a very vocal, engaged minority. minority. It's the same. All the yeah. Time. It, I always say, we, I say it every time that you and I are in the same business, wrestling and politics. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. And in my world, it is the hardcore that makes the noise. And so we think that, oh, this is what the people want. But we forget about, you know, the six-year-old kid who doesn't know all these insider terms and he doesn't know, oh, this guy used to wrestle here and he does this thing now. Or this guy used to be a politician here and he had this stance and now he switched over and he's doing this thing. We don't think about those people because every year in a voting cycle is somebody's first time voting. Yeah. Um, And usually nowadays it's probably somebody's last time too. Whether they die or just like me – Get NWO'd one year. It's like, all right, I'm out of this. I can't. Right. I can't yeah. deal with this. This is all. I see this smokescreen doesn't appeal to me. I'm not the target demo. You guys can have it. Yeah. Um, so, do people pay attention to politics? No. And I think that people will hear that and think that we're, I'm crazy for saying it now because Donald Trump is the news cycle. The president is the news cycle yeah. in a way that has not been in my lifetime. I don't think in anyone else's. Either. No, no, no. You're uh, um, certainly not. A thousand percent. Obama was. <sighs> no one comes close. Zero. Nobody's close to Trump. No one nobody's comes close to Trump. There's uh, just no. Nobody's close, and so people take that as, "Oh, we're concerned with policies, and we're concerned." With, we're not. We're no. just concerned with the spectacle. However, and even in that environment where there is more interesting, entertaining things in the news, I mean, we're talking about PP tapes. Also true. Um, there are. I mean, I watch PP tapes, PP tapes all the time, 12 hours a day. And then the other 12 is cable news. But actually, Tyler Durden watched 12 hours, 12 hours of PP tapes. I, as uh, the other guy, Edward Norton. Well, yes. One the character, narrator, Jack. <laughs> one character, one actor. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> uh, I'm the cable news guy. But the, the you... Out of everything that happens with Donald Trump from day to day, gay to gay. I feel like I know ninety nine point nine percent of it because that's all I that's pay attention to. News, yeah. Now, if I go, if I talk to you right now about specific things that have happened with him, his his administration uh, is Kellyanne Conway out of the loop right now? Or you know, um, is well, it he, depends on the uh, the uh, seance or the Ouija board. What there's mo- no way that's a ghoul. What there's mo- no way that that's a human woman <laughs> not being controlled by some sort of uh, outside power. What movie was Steve Mnuchin's wife in in 1996? <laughs> Shit like that. Like I don't expect like, and it, so it it scales to that uh, uh, effect that like even though there's so much going on, there's still so much being missed, which it goes back to. 
again, people in Washington need to understand that. Washington, if you will. <laughs> that people got other shit to do. People got other shit to do. And that was my, my always, my... And gu- people don't think that they can do anything exactly. about the shit they're talking about. Uh, w- one of the uh, members of Congress that I worked for in, in D.C., one time, uh, he, squeaky clean guy. Everybody mm-hmm. loved him. He, I mean, the guy is the most selfless individual in the world. He referred to his staff as coworkers. He once introduced me to the lieutenant governor of New York as uh, as, my, as his coworker, Sean. Like, woke AF. You can you can the call wokest, me your stay. You can call me your communications director. It's fine. Wokest politician but available. He, you know, he he felt guilty if he was not at every single community event. Mm-hmm. He felt like he was letting people down. And so as a result, he is speeding through the the freeways in this in his district. In this place. And, you know, by speeding I mean going like eighty five and a seventy. Like not pulling a Hankins. Not 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 like like triple like not a dub- crazy maniac. Not like, you know, going thirty miles over or something like that. Um, I mean, I've listened to a podcast or, or a song or been on the phone with you and gotten into it and looked down at my speedometer and I'm going like 92 in a, in a 65. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, holy yeah. shit, I maybe yeah. should slow down. Um, and somebody was behind him and took like a video with their phone oh, of it oh, because, you know, he had the congressional license plate yeah. on, the, on the back of his car. And local media blew it up for, you know, three weeks. Yeah. Understandably so, because it's the only like bad thing he's ever done. <laughs> he's the nicest fucking guy in the world. Um, and so, understandably, that got to him, my boss, at the yeah. time. And my go-to response is, you have to understand, people have their own shit to deal with. Trying to put food on the table, trying to afford medicine for their kids, and for some people to see, you know, I mean, like, and by the way, guy, pick a less relatable. Right? Hey, I, I, <laughs> nobody drives the speed limit. <laughs> this isn't like like getting hookers to pee on you. No, <laughs> I went too fast. I mean, this is trying even, to go to like the St. Mary's barbecue charity reefer. <laughs> this isn't even that. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is driving too fast, which is not. Well, can you believe your tax dollars are paying for this? Exactly. He's driving his own car, dude. It, what kind of car was it? It was some high. It was it was a nice car, but it's a hybrid. But also, he does. It, it he, wasn't like a fucking uh, uh, Lamborghini. You know, it's not. No, no, crazy, no, no, right? no, no, no. I'm fine. It was you know a, I mean? it was a sensible hybrid sedan that was only expensive because it, it was safe and new and efficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it was a hybrid. Right. It's just not something um, people care about. But what? also, like filled with like trash because he doesn't have he any time to do anything yeah. else. But no, it, it's those kind of things that it's hard to, to because in your world, it feels like, and to, in his world, it feels like that's everything. Yeah. But it only mattered to so few people. And honestly, it got to me. Like, I, I had to call back a reporter one time who called, who checked in like two weeks after it happened. And I was like, look, I was an asshole to you just now. I obviously this. You got a bad rep of being bad on the phone. Did they have a wrong number? And I <laughs> obviously, this got to me a little, a little. Uh, a little too much. Um, completely understandable. You're asking about this again. I, I will. I will talk about speeding tickets all the time. Um, you know, as long as I have the chance to talk about what he's doing for his jobs. Yeah. And but, <laughs> so it goes back to you know. Obviously, we have a system where a lot of money 
plays a role. 2010 Supreme Court decision, Citizens United declared corporations as individuals who are who have free speech and are able to pour as much money into groups to influence campaigns as they mm-hmm. want. And at the time are not subject to <clears throat> maximums that they, like right now I think the max that you or I could uh, uh, give to a federal uh, candidate is 2600 it's 25 it goes up like one or 200 every every cycle or something like that but in addition to that gerrymandering is out of control out of 435 seats in the house that are up every two years something like 45 now does he work with with uh Tad Peckish. <laughs> Who is Tad Peckish? Um, Gerrymandering Tad Peckish. <laughs> what are those two guys up to? Gerrymander- gerrymandering is named after a, a, a guy. Ernest Gerrymandering. No, he, his name was Gary something. Oh, that's dumb. He was like a lieutenant governor or a member of Congress in Massachusetts who uh, proposed that we cut up congressional districts in the state of Massachusetts, and then a political cartoon uh, took one of the districts that looked like a salamander and called it a gerrymander. And as I'm a big, Sean Majors is a big fan of soft G's, so I am very thankful that gerrymandering turned into gerrymandering, as we call it, a gif. Um, That is exactly why... Nobody pays attention to any of this because this term that we learn in school came from a dumb cartoon about a salamander and yeah, a map. Exactly. I mean that that gets to the heart of what all this is. Is it's just another? It's just another thing. It's wrestling. That, it's wrestling, it's dude. Wrestling. I mean, I can't. I hate to keep making that same dumb point, but it is. It is the exact same thing. Wrestling. It just um, and you know it. it obviously has more to the point now where literally the president is in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, but it is just a, it's a form of entertainment and it is always, when you look back on it, it's been treated as such. It, it is purported to be something we take very serious. Yeah. And like a lot of things that we have taken serious in the past, they lose their, their, uh, they're no longer, uh, sacred. Yeah, but and 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 that's fine. I mean, I think that you know you have, in in in. If you take, like, start at the sixties, okay? Mm-hmm. JFK, the le- le- leader of Camelot, hairy legs. Every, every, a, a lot of people, a lot of people like to point to the uh, Kennedy administration as being the last of the, the the last one before the lesser of the two evils. But he is guilty sexually probably about uh, any social violation that Donald Trump is doing aside from the PPT. No longer sacrosanct. That was the word I was looking for. Please go ahead. <laughs> um, you go into LBJ who was there for, you know, a year and a half. Whatever. <laughs> LBJ? <laughs> Spanish for blowjob. Um, Nixon scumbag. Mm-hmm. Um, you go into Carter... Widely beloved as an ex-president, which I think speaks to his time. Detested as, as a, president. a president. Certainly on the right. Yes. You go into Reagan. Called a dumb dummy. Who, who's dumb. You know, uh, Reagan, who's definitely... He was sacrosanct. Revered by, at one point. by the right. Um, you can certainly take issues with a lot of the ways that he took on the AIDS uh, epidemic. Um, 
guns, uh, foreign policy, war on drugs, all all of that. I think he was certainly strong in foreign policy in, in, in several aspects dealing with Eastern Europe and um, George Bush won. Boba Fett too. George Bush won. Lamar Alexander. You know, Bush. not so many scandals or any major. No. You know, whatever. Uh, the Bushes were split by by Bill Clinton. I think now in 2018, Bill Clinton is a lot less defensible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember meeting Bill Clinton in 2010 at a campaign event, and I was so proud to take a picture with him. Now, I think I kind of have a greater understanding about, you know, he's a president. He also wasn't awesome with female interests. Not a me-tooer. Or as governor of Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, I have always taken the stance that if you cheat on your wife, it makes you a scumbag. It makes you uh, assuming that it, it it's it's not a special circumstance, right? <laughs> it wasn't a Friday. It makes you not a great person, okay? In one aspect of your life, I don't think that necessarily affects your ability to do your job as president. So, if you get to Donald Trump as cheating on his wife a month after his most recent son is born, his youngest son is born, he's still in that six week window where he can't. It's not got to stay out of there, dude. It's not a great thing to do. However, it's the thing that he has done in response to that 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 makes me question. However, all of these things, again, I know because I am obsessed with cable news, Mm -hmm. obsessed with reading political journalism. Like my biggest crushes, my biggest like infatuations with are with with females are with reporters. So weird. Natasha Bertrand with the Atlantic. Oh my god. So weird. Olivia Newsy with New York Magazine. That can't be her name. And Uzi. Her Twitter banner is Six Ed World from uh, Daria. Um, These are the things that I am lucky enough to live my life with because (laughs) I am I'm doing what I love. But whenever I had a new communications director or somebody trying to get into press on the hill ask for advice I would always one of the first things I would always I would always say is honestly just treat local news treat reporters like just treat them good treat them like they're your brother treat them like they're your sister because a lot of these people are not 25 years old in it for the love of the game some people are working for the Plattsburgh Press Republican in upstate New York and they're on enforced unpaid furlough for two weeks out of the year, and they're just trying to put their kids through college. And even those people are not paying attention to everything that's going on. No. In yeah. national politics. So I think that is year in and year out where politics, uh, politicians and, and politics at large gets it wrong in how to connect with everyday people. Our country's huge. 330 million people the third most populous country in the world. And yet we have two parties that represent us. How do we fix that? There is, there's no fixing it. There, there is no... Because it gets even more nuts and unpredictable if we get, a, if we, if we get away from that. If, if we, we do we start, away with gerrymandering, yeah. then all 435 seats are up for grabs every two years in the House, which is the, you know, the weakest and less deliberative than, than the Senate. But... 
I would imagine if gerrymandering goes away, like trillions of money gets poured in by private, by big oil. Yeah, big get the big this, big, so, big candy. Yeah, and that's why that's why at some point there are people that raise rabble because they have decided they are in one gang or the other, mm-hmm. and it does not matter what either gang does. That's their gang. That's how a gang works. You don't. The Crips don't have a meeting once a year and say, "Hey guys, who should really be head Crip?" Um, that's just not a thing that happens. And that is what this is. I think into. the answer to that is the person who can Crip walk the best. Well, I, clearly, if I had if I had a seat on the Crip Council, that is exactly who my vote would go to. Um, but that is where we are. Is the two parties are no longer parties. They are. They are per- you identify personally with them in every aspect of your life. Everything is is cut through that prism. So therefore, there is no changing it. There's no getting around it. I think so. And the first step to recovery is admitting that you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm always right. <laughs> Maybe not when it comes to Wes Anderson. But when it comes to when it comes to politics, I know that women should have the right to choose, make decisions about their own bodies. Sure. And politicians who say they believe in God should not be able to make a decision over over a woman's right to choose. Sure. sure. Between her, her family, and her doctor, I know that people should have the right to worship whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I know that people should have. The ability to love whoever they want and not be shut out of a hospital room because their dying spouse is, has the same genitalia that they do. I always try and check that as much as possible because, like, take the pro-life, uh, the, the abortion issue, for example. Um, I understand why people believe that. I understand why people don't think abortion should ever be safe, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's accessible, yeah. whatever. You're not going to win that fight with somebody. I get it. It's, it's just a non-starter to me, which kind of feeds into my tribalism at the same time. Yes, because it does. People, like, I remember having conversations during the Republican primary with friends, family, and saying, well, you know, John Kasich, what if it was John Kasich versus Hillary Clinton? Are you in love with Hillary Clinton? I'm like, no, I think she's like a little too hawkish on war. I think like, you know, um, I, I, I think she was a phenomenal Secretary of State, which kind of, you know, makes me think that she would be the strongest foreign, uh, foreign policy uh, uh, person, but certainly over Donald Trump or, or Ted Cruz or anybody in the, in the Republican primary. But, you know, people ask me if, if I could vote for John Kasich and I said no, absolutely not, because the landmark LG, uh, the landmark gay marriage uh, Supreme Court decision, it was Ogerberfeld versus whatever. That name got changed from Kasich versus mm-hmm. whatever, um, because he had to have his name taken off because he's staunchly anti-LGBT and marriage equality. He's staunchly anti-choice, and. I hate one-issue people, but at the same time, I can't support anybody. I don't care if they... Like, I'm not going to trade the ability of people I know that are gay, people that I don't know that are gay, that can live their life as 
heterosexual people that uh, the same way heterosexuals have been able to for the past 230 years of our country, whatever however old our country is. Um, 24. 24 is the biggest number. <laughs> um, because he is better in front of a microphone and more aw shucks than Donald Trump. Yeah, but I mean, it is that, and I don't, I don't blame anybody for whatever. You take the side you want to take, yeah. you know, whatever your thing is. But that is right that there, right or wrong? It's wrong. It yeah. is wrong for. It is wrong in the way that if you say, if if the if your idea, if your attitude is, I would like the country to be run the best way possible based on what I believe. What you are doing is you are speculating on the fact that he, because he stands on this place on this one issue, that a vote for this person is a vote for that issue. A vote vote for Kasich in the case you just brought up is a vote against the LGBT laws. That is taking, you you decided then, okay, no matter what he does, he's definitely going to pass anti-gay legislation. That may or may not happen. Trump ran on the wall. Very likely. Likely, but um, but let's say that he did 99 other things. Let's. I will give you the Shaquille O'Neal defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 99 yeah. other things that are perfect, that line up, that people can believe in. Um, you're speculating that, that not only will he really hammer down on this one thing, you are also losing all faith in every other aspect of the checks and balances that say that people can say, look, dude, you're not getting this one through. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but that is that is what the one issue thing is. The same thing on the other side. Just oh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, 99 of these things I believe in, but I'm a gun guy or I'm a pro-life person. Voting for this person means that no matter what else happens, all these other great things will happen. They'll definitely go after this. You have a voice to say, look, dude, this not this one. And, and the other thing is we talk about democracy and we talk about, you know, majority rule and all that. that we don't believe that. We're, we don't, not, we're not a democracy. Right. We don't believe that it should just be a numbers game. We we all and I I have beliefs too. I just don't I just don't care enough to I, because I have lost faith in the system at large. But we just don't believe that or we believe that whatever we're after should be the thing that happens and it's not ever the numbers game. We don't we don't look at it statistically. Well, I think that and if I am voting against you know, in this alternate dimension, John Kasich, because of one or two issues against, you know, Hillary Clinton or whoever, you know, the the opponent is, I would almost, assuming, let's say Donald Trump and John Kasich have the exact same stances on every issue across the board. Yeah. I would probably vote for Donald Trump over John Kasich because I would think that Donald Trump would be a less effective president. You know, he 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 less tri- effective getting the things done that you don't want him to get. He done. has tried for this Muslim ban. He's tried yeah. for this transgender ban in the military, but he keeps legally fucking it up, and it keeps getting and, shut down in and, court. And that is sort of the point that I'm making: is that just because somebody has what we would consider a crazy notion, mm-hmm. like the Muslim ban, yeah. like all the, like the things that Trump has failed at, it worked. The law, the the laws and the structure of the system worked in that case to stop him from doing things. So here's the thing: um, let's move this. Let's take the White House out of this because you you argued this during the Obama administration, and I, I said that's crazy. And now I'm understanding that, hmm, that you're, you're very true. But uh, the presidency, Donald Trump has already won. The people yeah. who, who voted Donald Trump into office, he's a duly elected individual. Yep. Uh, they have already won because Donald Trump and the people who elected him have weakened the presidency 
even more than it already was. Mm-hmm. Um, to the effect that it really doesn't matter anymore. No. To the effect that, assuming that if if history is 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 our is our teacher that a Democrat wins in two thousand twenty or two two thousand twenty four, that Republicans are just going to use. They're going to say the same things that we said about Donald Trump. Yep. Yep. Now, whether or not they were true about Donald Trump and untrue about Kamala Harris or Cory Booker or whatever Democrat is the next one, it doesn't matter. Um, And in the same way that Democrats are kind of doing that now because, uh, you know, in the House and Senate, but I think what I'm trying to get to is let's take the presidency, let's put it over here. Like we're gonna print this. Thing. I'm gonna, gonna don't talk to me like I'm Apollonia. Um, I know I look like Kevin Smith, but <laughs> in the House and the Senate, you are voting on direct representatives. Yes, that is the cl- uh, certainly in the House. That is the closest thing we have to a direct democracy. Yeah, seven hundred thousand individuals elect. Well, seven hundred thousand people. It's probably like. Three three hundred thousand. Sure, whatever. Two fifty. That's the that's the number. That's what we got. Um, that's that's who we are. Actual actual voters in that district. If I weigh guns, abortion rights, metal. gay metal, gay metal. <laughs> I did if it. if I, I did it, I got him to say gay metal, ladies and gentlemen. Which probably should be the next new emerging genre. Of Absolutely should. Carson Daly's top, Absolutely whatever should. he does now. Um, what if I don't really care about Homeland Security? What if I don't care about the environment? What if I don't really care about uh, targeted tax cuts to new businesses? Um, what if I only care about three issues? And that's... Protecting our veterans and uh, allowing women the our, our, our uh, their right to choose and um, dogs riding skateboards and dogs skateboards riding skateboards dogs. and I have I have a and I assign them three out of ten points. Yeah. What if I have ten points to assign every issue uh-huh. and I, I give all those three and I distribute the only point I have over amongst the other eighty issues. Yeah. And my. I'm a Democrat. Mm-hmm. If my chosen candidate, if my chosen spendocrat <laughs> is right on all those other 80 issues that I've assigned one point, but he or she is wrong on the nine points of three issues. Yes. Does that makes sense? Yeah, I got you. Um, I'm not going to vote for that person. Okay. I don't think that's, and that's a different way to kind of like not make a single or but, double or triple issue <laughs> voter sound like an asshole. An idiot. And, and that's, they're not wrong, but I mean that is that's the choice you have to make. That is the system we have. And the, at the end of the day, whatever the government is doing, it's not them. I remember getting into this argument with somebody about you really giving the government a pass. I'm like, they're us. We elected them. Yeah, we did it. Whether we whether you're like me who just doesn't give a shit, stays out of it. Mm-hmm. Whether you like you who are super whatever you do on election day, you are voting. That is, if, you are doing even if you thing. don't vote. That's right. You're that's absolutely we, right. We deserve the government that we, we show up for. We deserve what we get, man. And and that's just where it is. Now, I'm not saying that people shouldn't talk about it or it shouldn't be. No, of course. I'm not talk about it. Everything's fine. I'm I'm fine with all of it. Yeah. Because it is. I, I as much as I don't have faith that it's going to do anything to alter my life 
significantly in one way or the other because of my current status in life. Mm. Um, I also don't think I don't think it's phony. I don't think it's rigged. It's I don't. Not. I think that I think that it really isn't. I think that there are parts of it that I would like to see improved. Yeah, but I'm, I don't care enough to do anything about it. But at the end of the day, I think that whoever wins the election is a representative of the people because that's how it is. I don't. I hate the electoral college. I think that's dumb as dishwater. But that's the system. I remember being twelve or thirteen and and not even realizing it was a thing. Like writing a report on why we shouldn't have the electoral college. Yeah, it's. It's idiotic, like I get it, but it's based on the number of members of Congress we have and, yeah, and, and the number that, of yeah. census. Like, you you know, the, trickle down, but, but all that goes into play. But I do believe, at the end of the day, I believe that this country is is mirrored by its president right now. Yes, I believe that's who we are. That um, that that really is my biggest issue with Donald Trump. Quite frankly, is he's too American. Is is because he he's so ineffective, like he has the ability to nominate horrible Supreme Court justices, which is my my number one issue, honestly. I get it. Um Because and I understand why that would be super important to you, because the thing that saved you on the Muslim ban and all this other stuff was the law. And well, Supreme Court justices can swing how the law is and interpreted. It, it, it and starts with low, yeah, yeah, lower sure, courts sure, sure. and stuff like that. But, but ultimately, they they yeah. If there's a branch it's, that wields it's currently the power, before the that is the one arguments. That, were, that is the one that has the gavel at yes, the end of the day. Absolutely. That is why our sisters, wives, mothers, etc., currently have the right to have a choice over what happens sure. to their own body. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm of course, that is my top concern about Donald Trump. I'm not concerned about, you know, gun legislation, uh, gay rights, all these social issues that I care very deeply about, immigrant justice. They're not going to come to a vote no. on the House Senate floor. Yeah. Certainly not this year. Nothing. They, they, the, Republican, the Republican majority in the House and Senate tried all they could. Uh, they colossally failed on a health care vote in, in 2000. 17 and they passed a tax bill at three o'clock in the morning um then that's all they can do and they pass it by one vote in the senate they're not going to get anything done in 2018 because historically an election year is a historically inactive year for yeah nothing's gonna happen otherwise the legislature uh, it's senioritis every go round but we talk about, you know, you you said it best when you said that we are just our president. It's embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. I remember when, uh, I can't remember his name, but he was actually a puffy, pale dude with crazy hair uh, that was in charge, that was the prime minister of the UK. His name was like Igor or Victor <laughs> or something like that. Um, and he, he stepped down and that's why they had that special election. And then Theresa May is now the prime minister, but goddamn, I am so fucking mad. I can't remember his name, but... I remember saying, man, that guy's nuts. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And the entire world looks to us. Mm, looked. Since the, looked. Since the Monroe Doctrine. To, looked. Like, we can argue all day as whether or not we should be the policemen of, of sure, the entire whatever. world. But to those who have great power, have great responsibility, and I think we've, been, we've at least tried to 
enforce our own special American brand of Team America justice on people, whether or not it's been guided or misguided, uh, just or unjust, we've always tried to do that. I don't think George Bush got us into a war because Saddam Hussein tried to kill his dad. I don't think that Bill Clinton attacked Yugoslavia, Serbia. Because he was under some heat. Because, get the, because get the of heat the off of him. Yeah, I'm with you. I get you. I, I disagree with you, but I understand. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think best. You know, uh, you, you look at the picture of the Barbara Bush funeral when you have uh, four Bushes. Uh, yeah. You, you have the Clintons, and then you have Melania. And it's like, you know. These are nine people who love their fucking country. <laughs> well, they love being, they love leading that country. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, of, of course. You know what I mean? Of course. Of course. Like, and, and, and we've talked there about There is the, a wrestling aspect to of, that of course, picture, of, especially of course, with of course. all these cats that said terrible things about each other. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And here yeah, we are backstage breaking kayfabe. One of ours is gone. It, of course. It, it's not. Absolutely. It was not. Um, I don't I, I feel like I'm getting on a, a soapbox one. And I we've say. talked about that in, yeah. in a previous episode. However, I think that. You know, those people at least, even if it was Ted Cruz that won in 2016, I would be just as angry, just as annoyed. See, those guys scare me a lot more. Because they're more effective. Than crazy maniacs. Yeah. Um, those guys are career politicians. Uh, one, one last thing, and so, so you can actually make your point and then I can stop interrupting you. But uh, where I was going with this is that the, the worst part of the Trump presidency, we're 15 months into it is that we are a world, worldwide embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And that actually goes back to what, the uh, you know, well, Democrats are going to do this about Republicans, then Republicans are going to do this about Democrats. Democrat uh, Republicans said the same thing about Obama. Absolutely. That was not true. We were, we were the most, we were... Yeah, yeah, no, that was not exponentially true. Exponentially more well-respected. But, man, I just got to tell you, I think crazy is just in the zeitgeist right now. Because Brexit was a thing that happened. Which, no, it did not. Well, not yet. No. And it's it's being shut down. Well, but they voted for it. Yeah. But my, that's my point is they yes. stay elected. I think, I think Crazy was in the zeitgeist. Well, yes. Now you have, like, um, Angela Merkel is the, is the leading yeah. head of state in the, um, on, on but, the country. But, you know, Macron is... We went is, crazy for a little while. We just got yeah. sideways. Yeah. And it comes down to... Change is hard. And change is scary to everyone. But we didn't need to change. We did change. America a black guy got into the White House, and a lot of white people freaked the fuck uh, out. That's my point. America elected. Oh yeah. Okay. A yeah. black person. Yeah. Um, a half black person. I don't black, need to take uh, any culture as away. a person who has lived as a half black person his whole life. Let me let you know that when you walk into some, when you walk you're into black. a white daughter's living room, you're black. Yeah. Um, you know, Canada's got this sweet boy. That should be game show, this by the way. Gorgeous. Are you black? <laughs> yeah, black. The Canada's got this gorgeous sweet boy up there. Mm-hmm. He's just as nice and polite and yeah. as left leaning as he can be. Um, Angela Merkel, whose name I'm sure is Anhala. However, you, you we can say Angela. What is her title? She's the Chancellor. Chancellor Merkel. Yeah. Um, you know, I can. Tony Blair's not over there, surely. That no, no. Theresa May is the president. Yeah, she is yeah, now. Yeah. You know, the, things were starting to change. And, you know, it, here in America, it is infinitely easier to be gay. Mm-hmm. It is becoming infinitely easier to be a woman. Mm-hmm. And as long as the cops aren't shooting at you, it is easier to be black. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Which, so it's not easier to be black. So, you know, for the most part, easier to be black. Um, I think that has a lot more to do with incompetence, as I do. I think a lot of these things have to do more with incompetence than um, than racism or sexism or anything. I think people are just bad at their jobs. Sure. But that's another, we'll ta- I'll tangent that another time. Yeah. But when that change, when you start to see that change happening, and you're the party who's always, even if you weren't in power, you didn't feel threatened because here in America, the Democrat that was elected looked a lot like the last Republican guy and was friends with the Republican guy. You know, the Clintons and the Bushes were cool and everybody knew each other. And, you know, this guy, he's all right. It'll be fine. We'll make it through. He'll have a few policies we don't like. But when you see a black dude show up, and it's not even, I'm not even classifying that as just inherent racism. I'm just classifying that as, whoa. It's like when you get on a plane and some people might, who see it, first time you saw a woman flying a plane. That would be shocking to a white. I remember dude. being on a plane and two seats behind me. There is a there was a woman wearing a full sari. Yeah, which is nothing to do with the Muslim. Nothing faith. to do with anything. I was nervous the entire flight. Yeah, you see things and it catches you off guard the entire time. I knew I was wrong. You you were wrong. I, the first time but I flew, she was talking on the phone before we took absolutely. off. And you know what? Like my like everything I've ever heard told me to yep. be worried. The first time I got on a plane was after 9-11 mm-hmm. and I go to get at the gate and there's three guys in full like Saudi Arabian male gear. Yeah. And I'm like, please don't let them get on our plane. Were they going to the Greatest Royal Rumble? <laughs> Yes, they were taking a very long flight to the Greatest Royal Rumble. Since your your uh, arrival date is 2018, how are you gonna do that? It's weird, but yeah. So yeah, but but that's my point: is you yeah. see things that you're not ready for, and it catches you off guard. Now those things don't don't affect you in the least anymore. Right. Um, and so the people that were in when when the power structure gets scared, they get crazy. Yeah, they get out and out crazy. So do you think? And again, I am I am coming from this argument as a more far left than I like to admit. Mm-hmm. Um, I do you think it riled up racists, people who didn't know they were racist, uh, people like me who say, "Oh yeah, I've had racist racist uh, uh, tendencies," but you know, I I'm not right. Like those with white guilt, etc who were independent Republicans and maybe a little right-leaning Democrats, do you think it frustrated them more that, let's be clear, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and their two children lived in that White House for eight years, exuding nothing but class That and kid grace. smoked a joint at a concert. I saw that. That kid smoked a joint at a concert one time. <laughs> Obama wore a tan suit. And I know he was sneaking out to smoke cools. I know he was. <laughs> he probably was. Now he might have Michelle, Michelle with that shit. He didn't fool me. Michelle, Michelle said one time, you know, for the first time, and she got rid of candy bars too. For, for the first time in my life, I, I'm I'm proud of my country, and the world, the right, the right lost right. its mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Barack Obama was not at Nancy Reagan's funeral a couple years ago, right. and the right and lost their goddamn yeah, mind. Sure. Was Donald Trump no. at Barbara Bush's funeral? No, but that no, no he's yeah. not. That's the thing. Do you think it frustrated the already predisposed and uh, people who were already going to dislike Obama no matter what? Do you think it frenzied them even more that he didn't do anything? Well, in their minds, he did. You know, they they found Assuming things. Assuming that you don't buy into all the like the right wing conspiracies, sure, sure, sure. Like, but just in their in their mind and what they read and what they heard, he did do things like they. 
the the thing I heard the most complain mm-hmm. about from from people who are you know acquaintances of mine, sure. who are probably racist with other people, not me, right? Um, but would be like, oh God, I gotta pay, I gotta pay a fine for uh, not being on Obamacare, you know that that kind of stuff. That was a problem. Um, but really and truly, I don't think that the, I don't think it was. Oh my God, the president's a black dude. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was the problem because if it had been Colin Powell, oh, hey, everything's fine. I don't think it was the fact that it was the president was a black dude. I think the fact that the president was a black dude who. Who was elected by pretty unapologetically, like pretty unapologetically black, um, got over by talking, got over pretty early. I'm saying unapologetically left. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. But uh, that was the scary thing is they thought that he was going to be a crazy socialist, and moreover, what they also thought was that their place in the world was being taken away from them. They thought, you know, because black people were proud. Walking a little prouder, talking a little louder. Yeah. Um, and the white people that it was white people that elected him. It's like wearing an Alabama shirt and uh, right in now versus Jan- it was January two thousand three when we were doing yeah. it. <laughs> it's exactly it's the same. Like difference. right after we beat Texas two thousand ten, it's you know. Yeah. And they were scared because their place in the world was shaken, and also they understood in that moment if a black dude got elected, um, because it's white people that did it for him, then maybe we are shook. Maybe our way of life is done. And so everything that happened after that gets amplified. No, I think you're right. I think you're right that it is difficult because I think that it is tough because Obama, Obama's hands aren't clean. In, well, in nobody's is. He, he, he got a fuckload of Muslims. He, he frankly wasn't good with. He frankly wasn't good with the press. I I like to think I am super liberal, but goddamn, am I the biggest fucking fan of drones? I love drones, fucking bomb motherfuckers. As long as long as you are clear that you are not like murdering women and children and civilians, of course. But you're gonna break a few eggs. It's dude. the same thing with the the death penalty. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I used to be a huge fan of the death penalty. Now I think it's completely dr- draconian, and we should not do that because. You might miss. You might break a few eggs if you break one egg. Yeah, you might break a few eggs. You know, you know how pissed off I get if I break it. I paid like two ninety nine <laughs> for this dozen. This is great A, motherfucker. You gotta break. But a few so eggs. as far as far as that goes, um, I mean, and and that kind of goes back to a one issue, the one issue thing. Like those are things that I didn't necessarily care about. Right. Right. They weren't. Your big tick here. I know we got to wrap up. Um, here is if I had a charge to give to you, somebody who's on the other side of this thing, is that somebody's party has got to take the high road. Somebody's party has got to stay out of the mud, and we will not stay out of the mud because as soon as it came time to get in the mud and accuse Trump of all the same things that that they killed Clinton for, the left was so eager to do that. And continues to do that day after day after day. And if we had heard about a P tape out of out of Bill Clinton, first of all, that would have been weird because we didn't have cell phones and stuff back then. So this would have been like a literally a giant size tape that would have been accusing Bill Clinton of having. No, that'd be nuts. But like that is somebody's gotta take the high road. And it needs it should be the left because 
you seem to be the party that would lead itself to you're you're all concerned about you're most concerned about human rights you're most concerned about people being able to do what they want to do you're most concerned about those things that people would consider altruistic mm-hmm. um, but you won't do it you want to get in the same muddy shit and, and the cycle just repeats itself and, and, and let me tell you why it's because when uh, March 2010 when Obamacare was passed a toothless healthcare bill that was a giant giveaway to the insurance industry. Mm-hmm. It, it was open markets to the insurance industry. Um, in, included several provisions that Republicans have been trying to include for years and years and years. Yeah. It's because we had the the, the Blue Dog Coalition, uh, a, a conservative Democrat uh, group, had 53 members, 53 or 57 members at the time. And every single one of them was afraid of losing their seat. And so every, every single one of them... Let me, let me interject right there. One second, and I'll let you get back to your Sure. Point. That's the problem. No, Fuck and, your seat. And that's what I'm if saying. If you believe that's what in I'm this saying. shit like you say you and, believe in And that's what I'm saying. You gotta put that motherfucker at risk. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Every single one of them was afraid of losing their seat. And I worked for one at the time. And it's because of them that they softened that bill so hard. The good guys of that argument were people like Anthony Weiner at the time. Yeah. Which is crazy to think because the guy was well, is a, is a, is a convicted one. child predator. They were young. Well, they young. I didn't see. That's how much I don't give a shit. He they sent a picture young. of his dick to like a 15-year-old. But All right. I can't I can't ride with you on that no. one, dog. No. Did he know she was 15? It is the internet. There's a whole and for all, slew of things that go along with He that. asked her to wear like school clothes. Okay. All right. So, you said enough. Yeah. <laughs> so for all their bluster... For all their fighting, the conservative Democrats weakened this bill to a point where the f- it passed the House with one Republican vote the first time. Yeah, it went to the Senate, was passed by only Democrat votes because Democratic uh, Democrats had the majority in the House. Went back to the House, uh, the, the the Senate amended it and uh, sent it back to the House. The House had to pass that exact version. That exact version was passed by only Democratic votes. So Republicans could say, this is a bill that was passed in the dead of the night. Right, uh, right. No bipartisan. Even though uh, it was actually the most uh, debated piece of legislation in the history of the sure. Congress, it had something like 200 hearings. Yeah. But uh, none of that matters because of those course. are nerd stats for exactly. politics, guys. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and again, that goes back to... comes out. Like, Understandably so, people don't have the fucking time to pay attention to right. this shit. So, like, they have time to pay attention to a 15 second soundbite, if that. Yep. So, that passes. That 57, 59, 63, however many people were in the Blue Dog Coalition in 2010, there are seven members in, in the Blue Dog Coalition in 2018, right now. Yeah. You and me. Uh, <laughs> so, and five others. Uh, no, no, like, right now, as, as you and I, as you and I say here. Um, there is one member, there was one member of the House who won a very conservative district in like central Virginia, maybe like eastern Virginia. His name was Tom Perriello. And he, he, and he campaigned on cleaning up our environment, passing universal health care, and investing in our roads and bridges and making sure people don't die of like running over a pothole or right. collapsing bridge in Minnesota. That guy went to... Congress, he made good on every campaign promise. Tom Perriello made good on every campaign promise he made. 
He was voted in because of those campaign promises. He voted for Obamacare every single time. He voted for the stimulus, which was $300 billion of tax cuts, by the way. And he voted for cap and trade to cut down on carbon emissions. He lost by like 20 points in 2010. Yeah. And every member of Congress, to your point, who gives a shit about your seat should be like Tom Perriello. You gotta ride it out, dude. I I, I worked for a guy, and I I, I don't hesitate to mention his name now because I I am proud to work for this guy. I'm proud to work for the other other member, but it's been more recent. Sticky widget. But but Bill Bill Owens uh, won a special election. Sweet Willie Owens. Oh my God, WLO man. <laughs> Bill Owens uh, won a special election in November two thousand nine, right when the health care bill was heating up, and he he was elected the same night that um, Scott Brown won a. He drove a truck. Scott, <laughs> he did drive a truck. Yes, he, he he won an upset election as a senator of Massachusetts. Yeah. It's now Elizabeth Warren's seat. And he uh, and uh, Chris Christie won the governor's race in in uh, New Jersey, which wasn't a special. That's just right. when, when New Jersey does their gubernatorial uh, elections. Started working for him the day after Martin Luther King Day in 2010, and I remember consultants, you know, talking to him on the phone and uh, me advising him, chief of staff advising him, everything else, and saying. This is coming from consultants more than anybody else, but you know, if you vote against healthcare, or if you vote for healthcare, if you vote for Obamacare, this was a he won that district from a Republican member of Congress who had just been uh, nominated by Obama to be the Secretary of the Army, John McHugh, and so he was running against Republicans in a toss-up, but basically center-right Republican district, and. Consultants were telling him, you know, you, if you vote for healthcare, if you vote for Obamacare, then you're going to have to find some high-profile Democratic issue to vote against. Right. Because you have to run for re-election right. in a year. Because you won this special, you have to run again in 2010. And I'll never forget this. Uh, Owens, like, looked down, thought about it for a second, and he said, you know what, I'm going to read the bill. I'm going to see how it, I'm going to talk to... You know, major decision makers in the healthcare industry in in my district, and see how it's going to affect or help or hurt patients and providers. And then, at the end of the day, I don't care if I'm sitting in the seat next yeah. year. And you know, it, it it helps that he, you know, the guy was I don't know how old he was, but like six like sixties. End of his run. You know he. He, he wasn't some power-hungry asshole right, right, right. that, like, is just trying to make his entire career on yeah. like on, on being a public official. Yeah. Uh, my last boss made his career in public service yeah. by doing that for, you know, the, the, the best intentions. But, uh, you know, Owens, he, he always, always, always I, – I still have former reporters who have gone on to much bigger and better things uh, – text me joking about like what he would always say to reporters like I have, I, I have three things every time I, I, I talk about an issue will it create jobs is it good for the district and is it good for America and you know he he did not give a shit if he if, if he lost yeah I mean he would never work any any less hard but, right 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 but you know he I think if, if you were elected and he said he was going to vote for healthcare he said he was going to vote for all these things and he did it and he kept his seat 
And uh, I just think more people need to operate like that. All of them need to operate like that. That is because 100% of it. Because and, and, and I'll end with this. I'm, I'm very sorry. Um, but uh, one, of, one of my friends in D.C. Uh, worked, was a high-ranking uh, staffer in Republican politics. Was probably one of the, the was the top female communication staff in the house and she wanted to run for Congress in her home district against a a very far right Republican. She wanted to primary a Republican from the center, which is almost impossible to do. I was like, fuck Erica, I'll work for you. Oh fuck. That's her name. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'll, 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 I'll quit my job right now and I'll work for you. In fact, that'll bolster your, your credentials. If you have a like kooky left wing liberal working for you right now, probably hurt you in the primary, but, but you know, we talked about this every couple of weeks and, and shit like this. And, and she, and she said, you know, the last time I asked her, uh, you know, years ago, I, I said, so what are you thinking? She said, I don't know. Like, what if I lose? I'm like, what if you win? It fucking blows. Are you just pitching a rom-com right now? You give up. Because <laughs> that sounds like a scene out of... Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. There she goes. Term. There she goes again. Of endearment? No, it can't be of endearment because that's already a thing. Go. The terms... What's that movie with James Vanderbeek and... I don't want to. I don't want to use an old movie. Title. I want a real Addicted movie. Addicted to I'm, love. We're pitching this now. Oh, it's new. Yeah. Okay. Um, term. I feel like term has got to be in there. Or is it election cycle? No, that's not good. Um, a love. cycle. <laughs> Elected to love. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Okay. All right. Relationship in chief. Ooh. Um, chief of relationship. Love. Actually, Actually <laughs> a congresswoman. <laughs> Wrap it up. Wrap it up. This is this is this is your show. This is your show. I just talk so much. This has been a rousing political edition of That's Discussing, brought to you by the Throw the Flag Network. You know all the places you can find us. TDFnetwork.com. If there's a podcast out, go look at it. See if we're Tell your there. friends. Tell, you tell them. We thrive on word of mouth. Tell them there's two kooky guys who might hate each other that are just talking ticks. Talking ticks, one of them doesn't know anything. The other knows way too much. They pitched a movie at the end, too. Thanks, guys. Keep it voting. I love you. <laughs>